Thursday, I'm going to hear two words I look forward to every year. It's my most favorite two words every year about this time. Can you guess what those two words are? I bet you there's some people in, in, in the church that can guess. What is it? What you Play ball. Play ball. <laughs> <laughs> the words. Thursday, I get to hear the words play ball. I am very excited that baseball season is coming back. And it is something that I have looked forward to. And, yeah, there's been preseason games going on and su such. But on Thursday, I am going to hear, and I'm going to ask Mr. Cascoro to say it again with the same exuberance that he just did. Play he ball! Said, when I hear play ball, it means it's time to get things started and to get things going. Today in the sermon, I'm going to share with with the church today, we're going to hear the words rise up in ours. And it's just like the words play ball. When we hear the words rise up, it means it's time to get up, to move, and to try some new things. So that's what we'll be talking about in Sunday in church and Sunday school. You guys are going to hear about the centurion today. So let's join together and let's hear the words rise up and to go and celebrate. Dear God, thank you for helping me rise up and participate. Amen. All right, rise up. <laughs> To the light. All who feel separated and alone. Come to the presence of God whose spirit finds us here. Let's recite the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he arose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen our words of assurance just as god promised ezekiel and the dry bones of israel i am about to put breath into you, and you will live again. We can trust in this promise, for in Christ, 
We are blessed by the one who is resurrection and life. Thanks be to God. <laughs> Bible reading today is taken from the book of John, chapter 11, verses 17 to 27. Jesus comforts the sisters of Lazarus. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now, Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them in the loss of their brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Word of God for the people of Let's join together in prayer. Precious and loving God, within places that we cannot see your being to be. Precious God, in places that we cannot experience your movement move in us. Precious God, open revelations in our hearts that we can rise up and stand with you. Be with us today, God, in this time of conversation, and speak to our hearts that we can follow you. Amen. Amelda, thank you for reading today. Next time I'll put your name in the, in the scoreboard and everybody will know, know it's you. I'm sorry for that today. But thank you for being our speaker and sharing these words from the Gospel of John today as we hold on to a very unique reality that Mary and Martha both contend with in this account. But Martha has this conversation with Christ and it becomes this reality of dealing with comfort within God's time. We look at this narrative and it points out very specifically with great reason that Lazarus was in the grave for four days. 
it becomes very important that that statement. If you have friends that exist within the Jewish culture, you know that there is a necessity of having a funeral within three days of a passing because there is a belief that the spirit of the individual is still present and around the body in that time frame. And they want to be able to have this celebration in that time frame so that that spirit is there to receive the blessings that are shared in the service and the remembrance. It is very important that Martha shares that Lazarus was there for four days. In Sunday school, they've been looking at the miracles of Jesus Christ and the things that Christ did and the timing in which that Christ has done these things because within Christ's miracles, there becomes this necessity of removing explanation. So a true celebration can take place that there is no understanding except that it's Christ's miracle that has happened. Four days is important in this narrative. If you had been here sooner, then the words of Martha becomes very important. Christ shares with her, this is your understanding, but who am I? This is your understanding, but what have I already shown you I can do? I want us to think about the four days that Mary and Martha waited, and on that third day, anticipating Christ to arise, to arrive, excuse me, so that Lazarus could arise from his passing. The anticipation of that, the time stamp that existed in their own personal understanding, needing to see Christ within that moment, within that time frame, so that Christ could guide this spirit back into their brother's body so that he could live and walk with them again. The time stamp ran out. All of us exist in our journeys and we set personal goals and personal expectations. We set time frames and time stamps and I have thought so very frequently about the joke that so many people have shared is, is if you ever wanted to make God laugh, set a schedule. It becomes our schedules that become what we become dependent on. And even to the extent that it limits the extent of our faith, when time frames run out, when expectations don't become clear when we had hoped, then it becomes this moment of despair. And when the true answer finally comes, the answer can only be that of God's. I think very frequently about my existence here at North Coast United Methodist Church. There, <laughs> when that movements happen 
and pastoral appointments, the rumors start before the district superintendent makes the phone call. The rumors began before even the bishop puts the pen to paper. And I was already hearing of the rumors literally days before annual conference when that I would have already known because that's where that they announced the final appointments. But days before annual conference, I still sat in this place of unknowing. I thought about my life and I began to construct time frames like Mary and Martha did in this account. I thought about, well, when this pastor left the church, they announced it around Easter. So I should have known this by then. And then I thought about other changes that became unexpectedly, but even within that unexpected change, it was still months before annual conference. I existed in a place of anticipation, but also was moving into a place of, well, maybe not this time, because I constructed time frames that existed in what I understood. Just like Mary, and just like Martha. Can you imagine being two sisters that have seen this time frame that culturally have this standard of today's the fourth day and it didn't happen? Can you imagine the despair and hurt and that feeling that today is the fourth day and this didn't happen? I remember, I literally think it was the week before annual conference, Gretchen and I were sitting at a Denny's in Scripps Ranch. We just finished walking what was probably about 12 miles that day because we were preparing for the rock and roll marathon. And this physically exhausted person gets a phone call from John Farley. And I looked straight at Gretchen and I said, oh my God, this is going to be terrible. And five years later, I realized it was. <laughs> I didn't poke fun at me that time, though. <laughs> no. In all complete sincerity, the fourth day had already passed. The next week I was going to annual conference. But here's this phone call from John Farley saying, Drew, this is a phone call that you get that's going to change your life. And I agreed. No matter the joke that I just made, and then the southern term that I shared with you so many months ago, no matter what anybody says about you, I like you. And after that fourth day, that phone call saying, Drew, your life's about to change. I want you to think about that narrative with Martha talking to Jesus Christ. The phone call had passed. It was past the time that any of this was going to make sense. And Jesus Christ, in the words of Drew Davis, said back to her, it's only when things don't make sense is when I can do the greatest I want you to sit for a moment in your fourth day. I want you to sit for a moment 
in your place where it's one week before annual conference and the phone didn't ring. I want you to sit in your place that the things that you are fighting with make the least sense. And I want you to remember the words of Jesus Christ is that I am the resurrection. I am the life. Rise up. Rise up. Another colloquialism that I think of quite frequently, and I thought about it this week in preparation for this sermon, is the moment that we are holding on to the last strain of a rope. And this phrase means so much to me, and I think about it for Martha and Mary when that you are holding on to the last strain of the rope, let go. Let go. Mary and Martha had to let go of their cultural understanding in this moment. The Spirit had left. It was the fourth day. They had to let go of their preconceived understandings so that they could find the connection to the miracle. I had to let go and realize that if there was a change to happen, it would be, and if there wasn't, it shouldn't be. But in letting go of an expectation, a big, huge door opened up for me that I have not regretted once for five I have not regretted twice for five years. <laughs> When we're in our fourth day, we need to remember who the source of life is. When we're in our fourth day, we need to remember where the renewal and the resurrection comes. Because every time that we survive through a fourth day, there's another one coming. And we have a little bit more of that foundation to stand on. So that we can step forward and keep serving. Within my blessings of being here, I think very frequently that every time that I see the name Sandy Oldwine ring on my phone, I'm either afraid of that fourth day phone call or Hey, we heard what you said last Sunday, pack your bags. <laughs> but we can't exist in those fear either. Because as we move in our journey of taking chances in faith, when we even move within the despair that Mary and Martha felt in this moment in the book of John, when we move through those moments of despair and realize that there is a resurrection even after the fourth day, everything will be okay. Everything will be okay. Hold on to those things as we move into our time of communion. As we move into our time of communion today, we celebrate the miracle that Jesus Christ displayed through Lazarus. We move into these moments that everything doesn't make sense anymore. 
we move into these moments that we utter the words of this is how it's going to be. I don't want it to be. We move into these moments of fourth days that we cannot explain a future, but Jesus Christ opens a door that creates hope. Next Sunday, we may have friends here in their fourth days. And John, I want to thank you for all the work that you've done to make next Sunday possible. Because we will exist with individuals. I've been here on the last week. And it's scary for some friends on the last week. I hope at the very least when we have these guests here with us at our church next week, that if it is a fourth day situation for them, that at least that they can be filled up with so much hope that they can hang on a little bit further and find an answer to their housing. I think about that when I see the dear friends walk through the line at Brothers Benno's, and that's their food that day, Mike. I think about you and Dave and Nick and all and Nancy, all of our friends that are there serving food because you are creating hope in someone's fourth day. And did I did I forget somebody before we Mary I didn't say Mary Lou. Well Mike's more important, he's my boss. <laughs> <laughs> And the, and the women and the children. There we go. <laughs> and Mary Lou, and Nancy, and John. But all these, I'm sorry, Mary Lou. <laughs> it's all these fourth day blessings that creates miracles. The Lord, excuse me, the Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God and Creator of heaven and earth. You exist with us on our fourth days. You create the miracles that renew the spirits of your people. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join in their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. On the mountaintops of our lives you shine. And within the valleys you hold a staff for us to follow. Your spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor. To proclaim release to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, 
delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and spirit. On the night in which that he gave himself up for us, he took the bread. He gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. He gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith, that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood, that your divine light might shine in our hearts, even in our darkest moments. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at the heavenly banquet through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Please receive the gifts of Jesus Christ. Of life itself. 
in gratitude and thanks for the work or your spirit in our lives. We offer this gift for the blessing of our Lord. May our offering and very life bless the lives of others with assurance of love and the promise of hope. Amen. Please stand for a song of response. He knows my name. <laughs> Love. Amen. Three.